Sarah Liz here. I'm your host for Fully Awake. This is a podcast on spirituality, mindfulness, life, and faith. Welcome to today's podcast. This is Sarah here with my good friend, Naomi, and I asked her on. She is a Destin 38 Moms blog writer. Yeah. And I'm so glad to have her here. I asked her to talk about today just being a mindful or not a mindful mom. (laughs) Welcome, Naomi. Thanks. Glad you're here. So... We'll keep this as organic as possible, and we'll kind of start with what I sent you. And that first kind of talking point is, what does mindfulness mean to you? Um, you know, I've been trying to think of like a eloquent answer, and I honestly, I, I, I think it changes for each person. So, like, I think for me, part of like me being mindful is making sure that I tune in to like what I need. Because, like, as moms, our instinct is to, like, what do our kids need? But it is just as important, I think, to stay focused on yourself a little bit and, like, make sure that you're taking some time so your head doesn't just, like, explode off of your body. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Because as a mom, it's really easy to get overwhelmed. and (laughs) Yeah. Oh, and to, like, always have yourself at the bottom of the list. Like, well, I I went to Target because I want to work out clothes, but they had a sale on kids stuff. And he really needs pajamas, so I'm going to spend that money out of my budget on him and not me. Or like, well, you know, he's going to have a busy day, so I should give him time to rest instead of taking him to the gym with me. So, and, and oh, you know, of course, most of the time we do need to put our kids first, but there's nothing wrong with saying, okay, I'm, I'm going to do this for myself um, and, and you're going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. Creating time for yourself and knowing when you need it. Mm-hmm. And when you're genuinely good, right? Yeah. 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 That's it. I, it's a, I don't know. For me, it's, it's a hard balance. It's not easy. Yeah. No, because it's always, I mean, I do, I feel like I probably, more than a lot of people say, like, I'm, I'm going to be selfish. Um, and if I take 20 minutes a day to be selfish for myself, like, that's, that's, okay because that's what I need and other people may not need that other people may have much bigger much deeper wells to pull from so yeah I think it's just important you know that you don't put yourself to somebody else to go well she she took her kids to the museum this weekend and to the park and to the beach and to the splash pad and to all the things and all we did was sit on the couch but I needed that weekend to just be chill you know so I think it's important not like compare what we're doing to what other moms are doing and think that we're not doing enough. Yeah, for sure. And because every dynamic is different. We are all the same, but we're not all exactly the same. We definitely have our differences. We're all human. (laughs) And then also like your child is a little different than my child. Um, So let's kind of roll into that. Like you have a son. What's it like Mm -hmm. being the mom of a a boy? (laughs) I have no idea. I mean, I don't, I don't know any different. Um, we really wanted a girl, and so I didn't really know, like, what you know, what is it going to be like being a mom to a boy? Like, I don't like dirt. I don't, you know, like, I don't want to, like, play with dump trucks. But then, like, our son has special needs, and so he's not, like, your typical boy that's just, like, destruction and, like, climbing over everything and, and like, your rough-and-tumble boy. Like, that's not 
my boy. My boy likes to just snuggle and oh. be chill and read books. And so I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know any different because he's our, he's our only one and he's a boy. So I, it's, it's just be a mom. It sounds like he's really sweet. He is sweet. He's very snuggly. Um, because of his like stuff, he was so limited in his abilities for so long. His world was just, his world was very small. And so he just loves to be at home. He's very affectionate. So he's a, he's our little snuggle bug. That's how I view my girls is they're little snuggles. And so it's almost like, even though you wanted a girl, you got a really sweet boy. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you find that there are any challenges? What would you say would be some of your challenges? Well, I mean, he's because of all of his stuff, it's like he's been a challenge from day one. So it's been not only just like all the normal kids stuff, you know, teething and, you know, not wanting to eat whatever you've made for dinner or whatever. There's also the other, all of the other stuff with the therapies and the doctor's appointments and delays and surgeries and not knowing like is part of what he's doing is that because he can he can't help himself is this just where he's at in his development so it's, it's always a struggle for us to know like where to kind of give him some allowances versus like being hard on him to you know try to teach him to be the most you know functional productive adult possible you know it's part of our job is to raise you know productive well-rounded you know kids and you know so they're yeah, so their they're hope right <laughs> yeah and so trying to figure out like how much do we how much leeway do we give him you know so there and because his symptom is so rare uh there's even not you know there's not a whole lot of of knowledge out there to know what to do so just kind of trying to go david and i'm very type a i'm very follow the rules and follow the list and check, check, check. Um, and he is, there is no list for him, you know? So it's very much it's been a challenge of like, this isn't how it should be, but this is how it is. And so you just got deal. Some days I deal better than others. Yeah. I can kind of relate to him in some ways. I am extremely dyslexic. My parents always were like, what do we do with her? <laughs> they didn't know what to do with her. And, you know, that was the question until we finally got a groove probably by the time I'm in high school uh, or I was in high school. I'm not in high school anymore. <laughs> and, you know, it's I can see I have a lot more passion for my moms when I know moms like you that have these little struggles with their children that are legitimate. Like you cannot... It's just what you were given. There's no way that you can take it back or fix it. It's not an immediate fix. And I think my par- my parents were in that position too. So I, I have more empathy, if you will, for moms like you. And then also, I, I look at your son and I think he's the cutest. He's <laughs> cute. He's so adorable. And, and my oldest loves him so much. It's so sweet precious yeah all kids are precious right no (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know I have to admit there was like that mean one that I ran into gosh it's been way before quarantine and this one was really mean and I've never seen a child like that and I was like what is going on what is happening (laughs) so yes you're right and like I know that they're 
and you know their parents, you're like, how, your parents are great. Where did you come from? What is, how did this happen? <laughs> I like to think maybe they'll turn around. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Uh, my youngest is kind of a snot, so I might, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully she'll turn around. <laughs> what are some things that, that you feel, obviously, as a mom that works out? Because I know you from the gym. And, you know, mindful eating and living a healthy lifestyle is obviously something that you want to do. And what are the, some of the struggles that come along with that? Oh, God, because all the things that I love in life are bad for me. <laughs> I don't love cucumbers and spinach and broccoli, but I do love pizza and chili dogs and donuts and Pop-Tarts. All the kid food. <laughs> all the kid food. Um, so I think, and again, it's for me, it's a balance where it's like, you know what? Like last night, Chris did his live stream from the Hilton. Um, and I was like, this is the first night that I've had alone. Like after Hayden went to bed, um, since the, before I went on my trip to Nashville. So it's like, I'm going to order pizza and I'm going to order the chicken and I'm going to have a bottle of wine by myself. But today, like I'm going to go on and make a salad and I'm making this like shrimp thing for dinner. And so it's just trying, especially now, cause we've all been at home. It's like kind of eating my feelings. And then I've kind of had to have a conversation with myself. Like you need to stop living like this is a temporary situation as far as like being locked in, you know, locked down at home because it is temporary, but it's not like a three day weekend, you know, it's been weeks. So I kind of needed to like get, get back to living life the way that you were living life before all this happened and like eat your vegetables and don't need to buy the Oreos. Um, yeah, but they taste so good. It's so good. Uh, more than one occasion I was sitting out here with the box on the table and it's like, I'm so like stressed and I want to go places and I don't want to be at home. I want to be with my friends. And then it was like, snap out of it. I mean, seriously. So, and I'm such like a grazer. So when Hayden has Cheez-Its, well, I'll have a handful of Cheez-Its. Like they're Cheez-Its. Like they're not that bad for you, but handfuls and handfuls every day. That's not good for you. It um, adds up. It does. Barbara put this thing up where she like saved all of the leftovers from her kids' plates that she would have just like, just not even thought about and just like grabbed them and ate them. And it was like an entire, it was like a meal. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she did it. She did probably years ago now. Um, But yeah, it was like, it just all adds up and you just don't realize it. But you know, but I, you know, and then it's, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, eat the donut today and I'm going to not work out and eat like garbage because I just want to have a carefree day. And then tomorrow I'll, you know, pick back up and keep moving. Yeah, there you go. And there's the positive side of it, right? Like you're still mindful, you know what you're doing, but then you also can encourage yourself and say like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to pick it back up. And in this moment I'm doing this and I am accepting myself for doing this and tomorrow is going to be a better day. Yeah, it's like I put on like I put on a, like oh I was putting on weight before all this and then 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 with all this like it just kind of stacked up. Just kind of like I you know I'm not gonna beat myself up like I'm not thrilled with like how I look and the shape I'm in right now. But I got there before and I get there again and you know and honestly who cares I'm the same person as I was ten pounds ago. 
Like, I'm still me. Yeah. You're and, Naomi. You're sweet yeah. and kind. And, you know, and what are you going to do? Yeah. And you're a really good writer. Let's talk about that. When did you start writing oh, for Mom's Blog? Um, well, when the previous owner owned it, I was with them for like a year or so, I guess. Maybe a little less. And then the site went dark for a while. And then when Carrie Whitney bought it, I had a meeting with them. They're like, we really want you to like be on it and be part of our exec team. And then so they took it over about a year ago. So and then I've had my own blog for a while that I kind of go back and forth with being really active on and then not really being active at all. So yeah, so it's been a couple of years now doing different writing stuff. And now I do the freelance thing for like, uh, snowball.com and I've written stuff for V Magazine. Oh, so, rock on. Yeah. That's awesome. Would you say that like mom's blog kind of paved the way for that? Not really. I mean, maybe for like the freelance stuff, but I think just because I've been doing Chris's booking for so long, we just, and he does a bunch of events, and so I do, we just kind of know a bunch of people, you know, in the community and that do different publications. So I think just knowing that those were places that I could reach out to. Um, and then I did, so I had my own blog before I started writing for mom's blog. So I think right. once I started writing for mom's blog, it's because she had read my stuff on mine, on my blog. Yeah, that's super cool. And your blog is called? Uh, Preschool and Prosecco is, is mine. Nice. I I like the name of your blog. Where did you get the idea from? Because at the time Hayden was, he was getting to like preschool age and I really like champagne. So <laughs> yeah, champagne's awesome. No, kind of like being mindful, like I'm still me. Like I have a child and I'm a mom, but I'm still me. And so there's like a little bit of him and, and a little bit of me because, you know, we're, we're still, we're both. We don't, we don't stop being fully formed people because we have kids, you know? Right. Like we're still individuals and that's, and that's part of, I guess, being a mindful mom is you have to still take, like we talked about earlier, time for yourself. And and one of your avenues is writing. Mm -hmm. So very cool. I love that you've been published in other places. I think I knew that already. What would you say your greatest goal is in raising your son? Um, you know, because of our situation, I don't, I don't know, mm. like with a totally, you know, normal kid, my goal would be like, I want to raise a kid that's independent and happy and, you know, and whatever, whatever they choose to do that they are successful in, whatever that means to them, like if, you know, your kid wants to be a chef and wants to open his own restaurant, that's great. If he wants to be a chef and cook for just his, if get the most joy of cooking for his friends and family, that's great. You know, you just want your kids to be happy. So, like, that is that is still the goal, but we kind of are not sure what his future looks like. Yeah. So, we're just kind of trying to get him as far along as we can. And, you know, because just because we don't know. So, it's kind of the goal is to just always see progression, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's a really good goal. And it's hard, it's hard when there's no roadmap to what a kid's future looks like. It's kind of like it's hard, like when you set a goal and then you, and then for whatever reason, like you realize that maybe it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's almost like we're just we're just gonna not have like an end goal, and we're just gonna 
try to get him as independent, you know, as we can. Yeah. And so I would say your goal is to just take it day by day. Yeah. Like my goal with like all this quarantine stuff, we've been really trying to work with him on being more independent and kind of be able to kind of function more without needing us for everything. So like he's been making his bed, which for other kids, they've been doing this, you know, he's seven and a half and other kids have been doing that forever. But for us, and I can say like, Hey, go put this in your pamper and make your bed. And he does it. And that's like, wow. That's awesome. Who would have thought that we would be able to get him to make his bed? Yeah. You know, that's really and cool. it, it looks, it looks the way a kid makes their bed, but it's like, but he did it. And, and that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you have to cheer on those small victories and that's the, that's the positive side is to keep encouraging your child to do what he can and be his best and be, sorry, be his best. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Get to the point where he wipes his own butt. I'll feel like I can retire. <laughs> <laughs> like hallelujah. We are done. Done. He can wipe his own butt. Gosh, I feel like for me, like that's never going to end. <laughs> like, come on. I'll hear this like scream from the other side of the house. Mama. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I am, I am not ready. Things where you can't be selfish. You do have to go do that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I just, I think it's important for moms to feel like motherhood does not equal being a martyr. You don't have to all of the time until you're completely on empty, give and give and give and give and give. It's okay to be like, nope, not doing that. I'm going to go watch TV in my bedroom and you're going to sit out here and do whatever you want to do. And I'm not, I'm not going to play with you right now, or I'm not going to, you know, we're going to spend the day in our pajamas because I just don't feel like doing it, you know? And then just, I just think it's important for moms to not feel like if I do these things and I'm a bad mom and I should just suck it up. And this is part of my job is to just, you know, be running on empty. Uh, Cause that's just not true. Yeah. It's not true at all. There should really be no mom guilt. Like you should take time for yourself. You should take care of yourself. Because if you're not taking your care of yourself, you're not giving a good role model for your children to take care of them. Exactly. Because they have to, you know, I, I think we should all want our kids to know their own limits and to know like that it's okay to say, you know what, I don't think I'm going to bake anything for the class party this time. Or, you know, I just have tapped out. I don't think that I can take on another project or, you know, whatever it is. I think it's important that our kids say like, hey, it's okay to, to take a step, you know, take a step back and, and just be for a minute. Yeah, exactly. And that's, you know, you're nailing everything that this podcast is about for me. It's it's just being present. And, right. and part of being mindful to me is being present. And I think we have to be present with our children too. And we also have to be present with ourselves. Yeah. And you have to, you have to get into the habit of like listening to yourself and, you know, that nagging, like, Hey, maybe we can just not do whatever the thing is today. And we can just sit here and sit in our PJs and you can be on the device for the day. And I'm going to go watch my silly show in my room. And you know, that's, you have to practice not talking yourself out of, not talking yourself out of that. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, exactly. And it's always the, well, you know, I just, I should just do it. Like, it's just one more thing. It's just going to take, you know, five minutes to whatever. 
uh, but you don't have to do whatever. And it's okay to say, I'm not going to suck it up. I don't want to, and I'm not going to. Yeah. And everything's going to be fine. The world is not going to implode because he spends the day in his pajamas. Yeah, exactly. And hey, mama, spend the day in your pajamas too. <laughs> Quarantine life. Yeah, that's right. I can't tell you how much active wear I've been wearing or pajamas or whatever. Oh my God. I'm so good. I've lived in workout stuff and a swimsuit because we've like been spending so much time outside. So I just come out and like workout shorts and a swimsuit top and then I like work out and I go change another workout outfit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. It's perfect. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here with me today, Naomi. I'm actually going to stop the recording. Signing off. Sarah Liz here. This has been an episode on Fully Awake. Namaste.